my name is Cedric Dale Horde. I am a spoken word artist um, as well as a therapist, licensed professional counselor. Uh, born and raised in Milwaukee, uh, still live in Milwaukee. In my poetry style, I, I, I like to take the, the audience on a roller coaster, I would say. Um, so if you think of a roller coaster, how it kind of has this slow kind of build up. As soon as it gets to the top, it's like this big kind of rush and you don't know what's going to come at you, twists and turns. Um, I, I really like to, to have that rhythm in my poetry, um, just because I think it, it keeps the audience engaged. Um, and I think it's just a creative way of, of being able to communicate a message. The poem I'm going to share with you all today is a poem entitled Dear Poetry. Dear Poetry, our relationship has been sort of a love-hate thing. It's been a seesaw of liberation and rejection. A tennis match between peace and resentment. A tug of war between the sweet sound of God's assurance and the never ending quest of earning others acceptance. See, happy were those days when I would write poetry and not be concerned about who would know me. Those days when I would write beautifully written eulogies to my past when ingenuity and fluency gracefully danced without scrutiny of anyone watching, when my rhetoric truly reflected my passion for Christ because my private journals wouldn't be recognized in public spotlights when a platform was merely something to stand on before it became an object of elevation. The year was 2014. Days after one of my poems went viral, a fellow poet told me, Cedric, your writing doesn't deserve its views. I felt like the little kid getting kicked off the basketball court. Their words teleported to my heart like manipulated telephone gossip, whispering to my self-esteem that I didn't belong. It was then when my authenticity was auctioned for their applause. It was then when poetry transformed from being a lifeline to now a blueprint on how to gain approval. I attached myself to narratives concluding that I wasn't enough. See, how many of us have paid mortgages to live in boxes constructed by insecure people? How many times have you allowed the expectations of others to sign leases in your heart only for your authenticity to vacate the premises people pleasing? Perverts perceptions of purpose, pursuits of popularity, pickpockets, peace, rejections, reality restricts resilience, crazy how criticism clouds clarity so we can't comprehend our calling for too long. I fought too hard to be carved on people's Mount Rushmore's when my God is the one that can move mountains so artists create this is a reminder that the moment your trembling hands dared to touch a pen was evidence that you were worth listening to. And the moment your breath mustered the courage to crescendo from a mic was evidence that your story was worth telling. And the moment they heard you is when they saw hope as their mirror that said they could make it too. See, your gift is not a mask. It is a lens to help others see. Even if some fail to see you, how many of us have fallen deaf to the sound of God? promises only to press play to the soundtracks of people's opinions. See, I finally learned. I finally learned to pawn off the broken records of their assessments 
making peace with the sound of my instrument for too long. I've waited for people with bigger names to say that I belong at the one whose name is above every name, birth belonging in my lungs the day that he found me. And these lungs have finally made friends with its creator. See, poetry, our relationship, has been sort of a love-hate thing. And I'm starting to think, I'm beginning to remember what love felt like. With me being a therapist, um, I like to try to get to the core of maybe deeper things that people don't usually talk about. And I think with poetry, it, it's more digestible for the listener. It's more digestible for those to you know, talk about things related to mental health, emotional health, addiction, you name it. Some of these taboo subjects, I think, really propels me um, to, to do the art form and to write in the way that I write. Um, I always say that when I'm writing, I, I have this person in mind whether that's one of my clients, whether it's this you know, person I'm trying to reach, whether it's a person that I'm trying to reach just in this conversation, usually have this person in mind that I'm speaking to directly when I write. Dear Poetry, um, it's really near and dear to my heart. Um, you'll hear in the poem, but there was actually a time in my life where I wanted to stop poetry completely. Um, just dealing with a lot of the, I guess, politics behind it and um, I think as an artist, you can sometimes fall in this wanting to gain approval from different people and different platforms. And my love for the art really began to, to kind of die off, if I'm honest. But this poem is really just a, a kind of a love letter, so to speak, to poetry and me finally getting back to really what's important. I want the audience to feel hope. Um, if I could say it plain and simple as that. Um, hope is this ability that it's this ability to see the light even in the midst of darkness. It's to say that, hey, my circumstances are difficult. My circumstance may not be able to change in this one moment. But hearing this piece today, it gave me a little bit of hope. It allowed me to see the light in the midst of my dark situation. So if I'm able to do that, if the audience is able to leave with a glimpse of hope, a glimpse of perspective, and I feel like I've done my job as an artist.